0: Hey everyone, this is Clarice. And this is Lauren. And we're inviting you to pause for a moment with Brevard Zoo.
1: If you're a Bigfoot
0: believer, Loch Ness monster
1: lover, or just all-around fun fan, we have some experiences for you coming up. Bigfoot has been spotted around our zoo, and he's been welcoming people to his campsite in our wild Florida loop. As a fan of recycling, reusing, and repurposing, he has some conservation and sustainability messages for all of us to discover as well. He's such a great
0: guy. Great guy. <laughs> or gal. Who knows? That's not for us to discover on this podcast. (laughs) So in conjunction with this special experience, our incredible education team has put together a series of equally special programs themed all around cryptids, just like Bigfoot. Here to chat with us today are our two educators, Brie Forte and Rachel Darling.
2: Welcome, guys. Hello, hello. Hi.
0: Thanks for being on.
2: Thanks for having
3: us. Yes. Long time listener, first time (laughs) caller. So excited.
1: (laughs) Uh, You're not as excited as we are, I promise you. Uh, okay, my first question, maybe the easiest question, maybe the hardest question, because I don't know that I would have been able to answer this question about a month ago, so who knows? What's cryptid, and what's cryptozoology?
2: So for cryptids, for that, for a very simple definition, cryptids are animals whose existence or survival has yet to be proven. Like
1: Bigfoot. Yes, exactly. Okay,
2: And then cryptozoology, going off of that, is going to be the study and research of these undiscovered, unproven animals.
1: Cool. Okay. And is this a real science, cryptozoology? We have real folks out there who are cryptozoologists.
2: It actually is something you can get a degree in. I and love it. Our director of education has actually taught a course about cryptozoology. Stop.
1: Not here at the zoo. I no, wish. Not here at the zoo. I, w- I was gonna say. I feel like this Professional is Professional development. Thing. Hello. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I want this. Yes.
3: Yeah, it's a real thing. And, you know, you got the shows that chase after Bigfoot and all that stuff, too. So people make a career out of it. Another life. I could have done that.
0: <laughs> Re- you're young. You could still do this. Come <laughs> on now. I have faith. So unlike Bigfoot right at this moment, there are a lot of animals who were once considered cryptids that we now know are in fact true. Uh, What are some of those animals? A lot
3: of animals were at one point considered cryptids um, just because they were either so rare or so unusual that um, Western scientists just didn't believe they existed. Um, And in fact, one of our very new guests at the zoo was considered a cryptid. Do you guys have any guesses?
1: Mm. I have a guess. (laughs) (laughs)
3: i can't believe it is it george the okapi (laughs) yes it was the okapi and they were considered a myth even though a lot of the indigenous people had long time had stories about okapi but until 1901 they weren't actually identified as an animal because aside from their nature of just hiding away from animals hiding away from humans because they're so shy they also are so good at blending into their the dense central african rainforest so like they're difficult to spot or even you doubt yourself when you see him, except for George, because he's just always <laughs> out even he like is. a week in. And he's so not shy.
1: He's always nibbling on something. I'm just fascinated. Any other animals that used to be considered cryptids for us? Any like real weird ones that you're like, how could this not? have been a thing.
2: We actually yeah. have a few here at the zoo. So one of which is the kangaroo. So one of the early descriptions by a European traveler of the kangaroo was that it had two heads with one head coming out of its stomach? Ah! <laughs> and that's probably because there was a joey in the pouch.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, man. Yeah. I imagine if you have not seen a kangaroo before. Yeah, that would be jarring. That'd be weird. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, there's a
2: parasite. Just yeah. <laughs> out of That's like with piranhas, a former American president, Theodore Roosevelt. So when he actually went and saw piranhas in person, he described them as being able to eat an entire cow hole and would bite the hands off fishermen, even though that wasn't something that actually happened. And obviously the people that live there knew that. But those were the stories that got brought back. So we see that a lot in Hollywood, those big scary myths about piranhas.
1: That's so funny. Interesting. Oh, man. Yeah. What an imagination old Teddy Rove is about. <laughs> yeah, well, what a guy.
3: There's more.
2: Oh, there's a lot more. There's so more.
3: <laughs> like, you know, because we're still learning. And sure. that's like one of the things that. The, the theming of all of the cryptid education programs that we're bringing is like, the importance of research to one, identify new cryptids, but in addition to kangaroos, some of the other cryptids that like are well known and documented now are like platypus because they're just crazy animals like why would you
1: (laughs) i've never seen one in real life i still doubt that they're a thing i'm sorry
2: (laughs) that's like the kangaroo you see two heads and you're like oh my
1: gosh what a platypus a duck but not okay
3: um, Komodo dragons as well. So we also have a Komodo dragon at the zoo. So you can, Yeah, you can see a cryptid here. Um, and then some additional ones that were considered cryptids in Africa include, like, the northern white rhino and the mountain gorilla, but also, more believably, the camp is, like, this giant fish. Giant ocean monster. Yeah, it would be, like, on the giant river monster show, like, a, a lobed-finned fish. that. That's a monster. That I wouldn't have believed unless I saw
2: pictures. The only reason I know about the sea is actually from playing Animal Crossing. <laughs> that's a fish farm. <laughs> but with the rhinos, those were the original unicorns, and like how manatees were the original mermaids.
1: That's funny. That's a good point. Although, how you could imagine a manatee is a mermaid is still a little beyond me. They're very cute. They're very sweet. yeah,
3: some, <laughs> some scurvy and rum, you yeah. know, it goes a long way.
1: So we touched on this a little bit, but why is the search for cryptids so important to protecting our natural world?
2: So searching for cryptids and researching cryptids, as well as just animals that are not proven yet to exist can help us prove the existence of other additional animals. So a lot of cryptozoologists not only are just looking for cryptids in general, like Bigfoot, Mothman, Loch Ness Monster, they want to learn about species that might be so isolated we don't know about them yet, or maybe they are so isolated we've only seen them once. And the more we learn about those animals, the better we can protect them and the habitats they call home.
3: Yeah, and in addition to that, with research and getting to know the habitat, everything is connected. And I'm going to say I'm so, like... (laughs) Ooh, ooh. <laughs> um,
1: join the crown you know, yeah
3: but everything is connected so as long as we're researching the habitat for bigfoot you know or the habitat for
2: the yeti in the himalayas
3: yes but knowing the ecology of these habitats is really important for how we can then turn around and conserve all of the animals and the biodiversity there because if you have a habitat or local ecosystem that's lacking in biodiversity it's going to be unbalanced and unhealthy so cryptids are important one for you know improving the integrity and conservation efforts but also for motivating people to want to protect those things and that's kind of what we're doing with the education and program hopefully is inspiring
0: those actions that protect habitats of potential cryptids yeah So what are some of those actions that we can take to protect cryptids and their habitats?
3: So one of the big actions that we're pushing because Bigfoot has been spotted in our backyard (laughs) in Wild Florida Loop is um, providing those habitats and those spaces for native species within your own backyard. So planting native plants is a huge thing that can help with insects and pollinators as well as, you know, the little critters like the squirrels and raccoons. I love raccoons. Um, (laughs) But just providing that habitat because in Florida especially there is so much habitat fragmentation occurring just with the rapid development and so big picture that's impacting all the the species in terms of the genetics and being able to be connected and reproduce and have that
1: and have that ha- healthy population yes yeah
3: have that healthy population <laughs> i just went on a spiel
1: i love that it's such a good sh- i wish i had such good spiels i know i don't i was
3: like i just forgot <laughs> the the main point of that but pr- plant native is a big thing that w- you can do to help you know species proven or unproven okay so people will be able to come they'll be able to like check out Bigfoot's
1: campsite while he's here on his stay with us, but they will also be able to enjoy some special programs from our education team. So what do you guys have lined up for all of us?
3: Oh my gosh, (laughs) so, so much. So in addition to the Bigfoot Discovery Tour, that is the pop-up exhibit that's coming through our zoo, we have a bunch of different activities and experiences that are looped into our cryptozoology experience. So there is going to be an intro sign at the front of the zoo outlining all the different things, including our Stranger Than Fiction chat, our Bigfoot biologist field test, and our breakfast with Bigfoot. First of all, we have plenty of picture opportunities and Rachel's been doing a good job with that. So do you wanna talk about what you've created?
2: Well, yeah, so we have a few different photo opportunities. The big one is gonna be at the front of the zoo and it's gonna be a big photo frame where you can take your picture throughout, I guess, around somewhat of the central area of the zoo. There might be a hidden cryptid that you could try to find. Ooh. Throughout the loops, we're gonna have a lot of informational signage. And I think for some of the experiences, there are also going to be photo opportunities, too.
3: Cool. Yes. One of those experiences is a family event. It's called Breakfast with Bigfoot. And that'll be every other Saturday in March. And there may be a special appearance by some (laughs) really cool cryptid. Um, (laughs) But in addition to that, the event itself, guests will be learning outdoor survival skills and ultimately becoming equipped to be a good neighbor. So in addition to learning how to identify scat and how to track, you know, and maybe look for bigfoot tracks. Um, And not tying, we're going to have a cryptid craft where we will be making a seed bomb with native plants. Because, again, the whole thing with planting native plants and providing that habitat for cryptids and then maybe a a surprise guest with breakfast
1: oh man okay i don't know what a seed bomb is i'm very excited (laughs) by it it sounds cool what's a seed bomb
3: well besides the bomb name um it is basically just clay and dirt and water mixed together along with seeds and so you can kind of just like throw it drop it bomb it away in your garden and it'll well when it rains it'll disperse and germinate and then grow native plants at that, least when you have native seeds yeah mm-hmm.
1: that's my level of gardening right there <laughs>
3: exactly. yeah. yeah
1: just like we'll yeah, just but, see what happens good luck mm-hmm. but yeah um, i love it yeah it's like the cool. gorilla
3: gardeners where they just like sprinkle wild seeds as they bike down or like skateboard yeah yeah so it's a fun thing that the family can create while we're at the zoo and then take home and change their actions that's very cool yeah okay
1: and breakfast with bigfoot is especially ticketed Yes. activity. So you do need to go on our website and book your ticket. And it's only select days in March. Yes.
3: But there are things that aren't select days. Yes. Yes.
1: Thank you. For, Lord. Yeah. are <laughs> more, you know, free spirited zoo guests like yes. myself. There's other activities that you can start to participate in.
3: And the beauty of Bigfoot is there are so many things that education is providing with this cryptozoology experience that if you come, you're gonna see something cryptid related. Like our staff got real into it. Um so in addition to the signage, like Rachel mentioned throughout the zoo, there will be a chat every Saturday. And so that chat is kind of reviewing the history of former cryptids and just the importance of research, both For proven creatures and unproven creatures. And yet to be proven creatures. And yet to be proven. Yeah. Yeah. So that stage chat will be a cool experience where, you know, you might meet a cryptozoologist and also learn how research is happening at our zoo, along with former cryptids at our zoo. And then we also have a fun scavenger hunt that will be around the zoo. It is for literally anyone. But if you don't want your toddler to get frustrated, it's maybe for ages eight and up. But it's a scavenger hunt where you will be helping Bigfoot find his friends. So it's the Bigfoot biologist field test proving that you are a friend of cryptids by searching around the zoo for hints and information and then unlocking things. So it's a scavenger hunt escape room-esque Fun. Cool. And you get a cool patch when you finish it.
1: Delightful. I've only had one escape room experience, and I did not escape. So this <laughs> might <laughs> I didn't be- know
0: you could fail those. Sure can. Sure can, Clarice. <laughs> um,
2: oh, no. We promise you'll be able to escape. We Thank you. We will let you leave. <laughs> okay. It's perfectly safe and family friendly.
1: Perfect. This does seem more my speed, for sure. Yeah.
3: And it'll take about 30 minutes, but like, that's a good way to just run around the zoo, especially if you're a longtime visitor of the zoo. It's something new to experience um, because you'll have that background
0: knowledge of where things are in the zoo, but you can still participate if you're coming for Bigfoot, especially. So for all of these programs, what are you really hoping everyone takes away? What do you want people to think about afterwards?
2: Yeah, I think we really want to encourage guests to explore the natural world around them And while exploring the natural world, we want them to feel empowered to protect it and protect its inhabitants. All those animals, proven and unproven.
1: Love it. Yay. Uh, And then do you have like an overall message from all these special experiences that we want to go home with too?
3: The big action item, because it's so accessible and easy, is to plant native plants. Like we're really hoping that guests leave these programs with just like wonder and motivation. And just starting little, starting small even though it's Bigfoot. Um.
2: <laughs> cryptids come in all sizes. Yeah. Cryptids okay.
3: come in all sizes. And every little action
2: helps them and the species that also share that habitat. And maybe some guests will come away being a major cryptozoology fan like myself yeah. and go do all their own research, watch cool documentaries, maybe get a few fun t-shirts. Yeah. Oh.
3: Rachel is like the expert on cryptids, which is why she's here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I know what have. programs are happening.
2: I may or may not have a few books about it. Uh, And
3: your phone case has
1: Bigfoot on it. I actually do
2: have a phone case. It's got Bigfoot and raccoons. Oh, look at that. Oh, man. That's so cute.
1: That's fantastic. Okay. I have the right people for our next (laughs) special segment that we told you guys nothing about. Obviously, Brie knows because she listens. Rachel, made this be a lesson to you. Listen to the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, come on. Uh. It's time for the rapid fire. She could give it.
2: me some words. Okay, <laughs> okay, that's good.
1: She, that's a good friend. That's mm-hmm. a good friend. Yeah. Gotta prep the homies. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna we're gonna ask you some random fun questions you've not seen before. Just answer
0: however you'd like.
1: You want to lead the short the way? Okay. I'm very
0: excited for your
1: answers. <laughs> <laughs> I have an additional. I'm stealing your pen an additional question at the end. Oh. Clarice. I know. Okay. Even Clarice doesn't know. Uh-oh. Oh,
2: mysterious. <laughs> Very cryptic. Hey, oh, yeah. ah.
0: Okay. What is your favorite current or former
2: cryptid? My favorite cryptid is the Yeti. Yeti. I actually Yeti. have a Yeti onesie, a few t-shirts. What do you love about the Yeti? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think my love for the Yeti may have started for the Claymation Rudolph movie. Yeah. Oh, oh, the little bon- little. Bon- 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 yeah. Bon-
3: Abominable,
2: abominable. <laughs> Very cool. Very and cute. then I think they've also had a few episodes of Scooby Doo where the Yeti's been featured, yeah. and I was like, "Wow, what a celebrity!" Yeah. <laughs> Can you I tell, tell us, a more. us a little bit about the Yeti? So the Yeti would be a relative of Bigfoot. So a lot of times imagery of the Yeti is seen as more white, but that would be just because of the fur being covered in snow. And they, he, she, we never know. That's okay. It's not for would us be reason, found in the Himalayas. A lot of times you'll hear stories about tigers up there. They're going up the mountains. They're like, oh my gosh, you won't believe what I saw. Or like hearing roars. The second favorite is definitely Mothman. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I love it. Oh man. Okay. Bree, what's your favorite so I actually had to check in with Rachel because, like, I don't know. As someone who is new to the world of cryptozoology, I don't know if I have a favorite, but I was like, "Are unicorns considered cryptids?" And Rachel was like, "Well, by definition, technically, they are not proven to be real, but they could exist." And I was a unicorn and fairy child for sure. Oh. I had a whole book about the different species of unicorns there that existed. There are different species. I didn't <laughs> even know that. Can oh, you bring this yeah. book in? <laughs> Gosh, I need to search my childhood house in Maryland and try and find it. I hope it wasn't donated, but yeah. Unicorns and, you know, any animal that just like seems magical, which unicorns are, but like all the animals at our zoo, I'm like, they exist. They're just so cool. (laughs) They're just
1: so cool looking. Yeah. Yeah,
3: Especially George. Yeah. Yeah. Good old George. The novelty won't wear off. He's just
0: so cool. He
3: is.
1: Okay. What would you do if you saw Bigfoot walking around the zoo? (laughs) I like that question.
2: I may or may not fangirl a little crazy, (laughs) but I'd also keep a respectful distance. Okay. Because I know Bigfoot, they like their space.
1: Sure. He's a private... They're a private person. A private creature. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Is this just like Bigfoot walking around doing their own thing or Mm. like interacting
0: with someone? He's just like skirting the (laughs) the perimeter. Yeah. He's just just walking by. Minding his business. Hanging out. No. Okay. Well, I... this
3: might seem bad but I would try and capture video (laughs) I'd probably be grainy because I'd be like fumbling and like no way shaking it so it would look as convincing as every other Bigfoot video but you know just to share the moment and the maybe the awesomeness
2: ooh Ooh, yeah we have
3: Ultra Cal under under the treehouse classroom print storage and we
0: we could make a real Bigfoot mold (laughs) (laughs)
2: look at us educators
0: (laughs) okay this is lauren's favorite question always if you were bigfoot
2: or any cryptid
0: how would you spend your day I what would, me- would you
2: do i would mess with tourists yeah i would <laughs> that's I what would we all said too <laughs> hop in. if i was mothman i'd maybe just fly by someone's plane and they'd be like oh my gosh look out the window and i'd be gone and they'd think the person can was he get crazy. up that high
0: is that a thing he could <laughs> Mothman maybe. can fly right yes so oh altitude
3: wise yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That that's what high. i mean,
2: yeah if i was bigfoot maybe just pop my head in the tent then run away really fast
3: man that's a little cruel of a cryptid of you <laughs> <laughs> just gotta keep things spicy
1: yeah. i agree yeah we're not doing any harm just getting people all well excited. you never know
3: well you could be oh my gosh just making people crazy yeah i feel like I would just revel in being tall. No. Um, I'm a pretty short person, and I know this is, like, a silly thing, but no. if I was Bigfoot, I would try and jump rivers that I would not normally be <laughs> able to and, like, climb those trees. I'd also, like, I'd be interested if Bigfoot could communicate or, like, where else Bigfoot would be. Like, if I was Bigfoot, I would try and find other feet, Bigfoots. <laughs> big, big feet, <laughs> Bigfoot creatures, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that knowledge would be interesting. It'd be mm. exciting
2: to know if they had a little, like, crypto club. They all hung out, yeah. did monthly meetings, got together. Vacation, visited their cryptid friends. Yeah, it's interesting. I really thought there was, like, a rivalry going on.
0: Like, I was thinking no friendship amongst the cryptids. Oh. Like, enemies. Enemies? Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. It's just what I thought of. Like, <laughs> Bigfoot is better. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, boo, Yeti yeah. kind of thing. Mm. I or feel like,
3: personally victimized <laughs> by that comment. <laughs> or it's like the marketing so teams sorry. of the different cryptids <laughs> rivaling, but the big the Bigfoots and the Yetis actually are vibing.
0: Oh yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah. The PR is is hard on them, but I know. always a mess. Communications.
1: <laughs> Those people really stink. They, yeah, they just are dramatic as anything. <laughs> okay. Last and surprise question. You won't be surprised when I say it. What would what do you guys think? bigfoot would eat for breakfast. Oh. People just <laughs> kidding.
2: <laughs> Rachel, you had a guess. I may have seen too many of the beef jerky commercials oh. where they have that's that's the first thing that comes to my mind just because you see all the commercials with Bigfoot with his beef jerky in the woods. I like to think that Bigfoot's like chefing it up. Like he's oh. got a cast
3: iron and like he'll, he'll forage for like mushrooms. I don't know. Like he's in that Pacific Northwest region yeah. where like <laughs> everyone forages and you know,
2: sustainable cooking and living. Yeah, it yeah. takes care Good for him.
3: I definitely yeah.
1: pictured Bigfoot as like a vegetarian. You know, oh, I was like, yeah. very much like, I just don't
3: want to eat my One fellow
1: creatures. Yeah, I just want to like eat my veg.
3: That's, that's just me. That's definitely the vibe that this um, Bigfoot Discovery tour has kind of projected. Because it's it's 70s-esque. And, you know, he's camping. He's got an RV. So I that aligns with that vibe. I like it. For sure. Peace and love, guys. It's probably Peace just strumming love. the guitar while everything's roasting, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> guitar, ukulele. Oh, oh, ukulele for sure.
1: Okay. You heard it here first. Bigfoot. Is a ukulele strumming vegetarian. <laughs> uh, and if you want to see if you can find Bigfoot here at the zoo, come on down to the Bigfoot Discovery Tour. And if you don't spot them, that's okay. We have other activities from our amazing education team for you to enjoy as well. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe to our channel. And if you have any questions about animal wellness, conservation education anything zoo related send us an email so you can email us at podcast at brevardzoo.org that will go directly to us and we can ask those questions to people who are directly in the field doing this every single day and get those questions answered for you we're looking forward to hearing from you